Trigger warnings for this episode include body horror, trauma, physical harm, blood, spooky forest imagery, animal-on-animal, air quotes, fighting, stalking, self-harm, and death. Please be safe as you're listening, and we love you. Enjoy! You meet yet another, and it's no neighbor of yours. This is a person from your past, a remnant of the secret you keep close to your heart, and they're here to remind you, to hurt you, to punish you. And if there are others around to witness, so much the better. Uh, Though the others cannot see this person, they witness your reaction. Draw a card, react accordingly, evaluate your actions. And uh, just to be a shit, I'm going to pick the one in the middle. Three of spades. Uh, Isn't spades something foolish? I feel like it is. Yes. Mm You do something foolish, fear or upset drives you. You act without thinking and dig deeper into the grime. Who have you hurt? Uh, So I think what happens is uh, as um, Sage follows Elgin and like, he sort of moves to keep step with Elgin, keep pace with Elgin because Poor guy needs it. <laughs> oh, well, poor person needs it. And, um, so as, you know, they're walking, uh, he's, again, continu- uh, I think he's not checking on Susie anymore, 
because I think he's sort of figured out that A, she's going to be there, and B, she can take care of herself. So he's keeping the light. <laughs> this is all true, but also rude. <laughs> um, but uh, he keeps uh, pointing the uh, flashlight ahead, and in like the movie version of this as uh he and elgin step into like a clearing uh we see like in the middle of it uh an older woman uh maybe in her late 50s um and uh she's 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 very much uh you know rich older woman who lives in a million dollar house, you know, up on the hill sort of person. And, um, like, pearl necklace and all that good shit. And, uh, there's her, and there's a man about the same age as her. Uh, same type of look. And, um, uh, what you call it? Uh, Sage stops uh and then he says now it's both of you no i don't think so you she asked me to and you knew the type of person she was when we married her and you like you gave me the taste for it like do you really think and he's just like laying into them he is absolutely furious yelling and um like what stage stopped walking uh like he moves to the middle of the clearing but yeah he stops and he is like yelling at somebody and it's very Mm. clear that he thinks he is like yelling in the face of somebody he is doing that like gesture you do when you're pointing in somebody's face and you're real up Mm -hmm. close on them and um uh he is just uh yelling at them uh one of them uh he has definitively marked as you know basically you were an idiot you should have known better and the other one as like you showed me how to do this and um uh why wouldn't you expect it to happen to you next and um Susie looks at Elgin and looks very confused. <laughs> Elgin grabs her her sleeve. Uh, is uh, sh- should we run or should we should we stay? We we should probably stay. Uh, he's kind of scaring me. Yeah, uh, same. <laughs> um, I I don't know what what's happening. Who do you think he's yelling at? Obviously, somebody that he is not fond of. In the trees? Maybe? I wonder if they've been shining the light. Maybe. I don't... mm, I don't like this. He's saying some nasty things. Yeah. I didn't know that Sage had this much anger. I'm a little little scared to go to their parties now. Uh, They're usually okay. Yeah. Everybody stays out on the lawn. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
they're just like whispering to each other in the background, like concerned. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I think like this whole tirade ends with uh, something along the lines of uh, "Stay in your graves" or "The dead should stay dead," something like that. And up to this point, it sounded like maybe they're cheating, something like that. Whatever. But um, mm. uh, he uh. Sage, again, like, goes to, like, uh, put his uh, fingers where his arm is bloody, and, um, he's, uh, like, makes a gesture in the air, and for just a moment there is, like, the after image of light in his fingers, Mm. and it's not certain what color it is, but... Like, he is definitely doing something. And, um... And he says, uh... uh, Fuck off! Is how he ends it. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. I think... I think Sage is wrong. There's definitely a poisonous plant out here. (laughs) Most... Most likely. Sage, are you okay? And, like... They're, like, at the edge of the clearing. (laughs) Yeah, the flashlight, like, comes around real fast. (laughs) Both Uh, look kind of scared and concerned. And, like, it's obvious that, like, Sage forgot you guys were there. He was just moved by the spirit of pissed off. (laughs) As one does. before you come closer... If you just examine your feelings right now, is Contagious one of them? <laughs> I think that actually makes, like, Susie snort. Like, <laughs> she just puts her free hand, like, up to her, like, mouth and it's just like... Mm. <laughs> uh, Sage laughs, too, and, um, it's not exactly a nice laugh. <laughs> and he says... Uh, no, I don't think I'm contagious, Elgin. Especially, probably not for you. Maybe Susie. Ooh. I don't know what she might get up to. That, that uh, was a pretty... Like, the response was no, but the tone was yes, right? <laughs> a little bit. And, uh, sorry, Sage, not my type. And he just looks at her like she said something real dumb. <laughs> Uh, she just looks like no, no expression at this point. Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, sure, play dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Elgin's turn to hurt us. Alright. Ooh, also spades. You do something foolish. You act without thinking. Something or someone has been hurt. Hmm. As the uh, last of this interchange is going on, Elgin is no longer looking quite at um, Sage, but is looking at kind of a sliver of the moon, a little, uh, a little farther beyond. Um, and kind of quietly steps past Susie and past Sage and goes looking up towards it. Um, 
And to the both of you, I suppose all you see is kind of empty branches uh, between Elgin and the moon. Uh, but to Elgin, there is a uh, girl sitting up there. And she's quite short and uh, kind of kind of round. And um, she's got heavy brows and uh, the black ponytail. Um, and she is glaring down at them. Sophia, uh, why are you, why are you out here? It, it, it's quite, it's quite late, and you don't have a flashlight anyways. And, uh, she looks down with kind of a, kind of a ruthless sneer on her face, and she says, Why did you do it, Elgin? Elgin's looking back up. I, I'm so sorry. I, I really, really didn't, didn't, didn't mean to. She looks down, continues, and says, "I want my brother back, Elgin." I, 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 I it, it wasn't my fault. I, it. I'm sorry. I wish he had never met you. And, um, Elgin, Elgin kind of backs away, uh, and they stumble to the ground, and they're, they're feeling for a, uh, for anything, for a branch through the leaves, and, uh, they find a rock. Um, and there's this kind of surge of anger from Elgin, and they say, the, the, the moonlight's shining through you. You're, you're, you're not even here, and you have no right to say those things to me. And Elgin throws the rock. Uh, and to the rest of you, it simply plummets through the air and lands in the bushes somewhere. Um, but for Elgin, uh, Sophia falls from the tree with a... A bloody gash in her head and she is gone as she hits the ground and Elgin looks back to the two of you Susie had stopped even like looking or talking to Sage while this was going on watching Elgin to one make sure that they don't run off again <laughs> and two just so concerned and when Elgin looks back she just kind of shoves past Sage and goes over to them and asks, like, are, are you okay? It's the toxic plant. It's got me. I think I'm seeing things that aren't, aren't really there and don't make any sense at all. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to die from, from the plant stings. I can feel it already. It, 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 it's burning all over me. She, she interrupts them and just hugs them, like, comfortingly. Yep. Yep. And uh, Sage was also right. watching this, but he's just like, if you die here, it's not going to be toxic plants. Susie no. giving Sage a look like... <laughs> was that out loud from Sage? <laughs> yeah. He says, shut up. <laughs> yeah, he says that out loud. Just, like, has stopped shaking like a comfort blanket, but whispers to Susie, 
I think it's Sage. It's been Sage all along. Sage is going to kill us. If Sage tries, I will stop him. Camping really does make you strong, doesn't it? Susie <laughs> <laughs> just smiles and there's a lot of sharp teeth. And she says, yeah, it does. You know, I, 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 think, I think I found the source of your headaches. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's more teeth in your mouth than people usually have. It, it might be your molars. It... <laughs> the really funny part is I know that that's true because I work in teeth. <laughs> I work in the dental industry. It's really funny. I know. I know. It okay. happens sometimes. It's definitely taking advantage of the fact that it seems like Elgin doesn't know a whole a lot about anything. <laughs> like maybe maybe they'll believe that. <laughs> like that's normal. <laughs> I am the king of diamonds. Ooh. Um, let's see. I'm scrolling back up because I don't remember what diamonds are. You allow yourself to be fooled. You can't trust your senses. You're deceived by the sparkle. What do you lose as a result? <clears throat> I think as this is happening and Susie kind of lets go of Elgin and like pat pats their shoulders. Um, <laughs> uh, and then like goes stock still. Because she sees something just past Elgin in the trees. And so she very purposefully and slowly, like, moves and pushes Elgin behind her. And snarls. Because what she sees is a massive wolf. That's just staring at her from the trees. This wolf is dark in color with red eyes that seem to glow in what little light of the moon that there is. And this wolf bares its teeth almost mockingly at her. And she just immediately like just take she takes off in the direction of this across the the clearing and it's she disappears into the trees like the darkness swallows her for a moment and then there's this sound like animals fighting and for her what she sees is she is in a death like death match with this other wolf and she's a wolf with sandy blonde fur sharp teeth and glowing like uh almost white eyes and this wolf manages to throw her back into the clearing where she lands scrambles back to her feet and just snarls but the other wolf doesn't come back out of the trees 
Is she a wolf when she is thrown back? Yes. She's a wolf. They see a wolf. <laughs> Elgin just rolls up and goes sprinting into the woods on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's that's completely fair. This is very normal. Yeah. Like her hackles are up. Like she is snarling and like starts pacing, waiting. Because she's not going to jump back into the trees. She's at a disadvantage there. She is convinced that the, that wolf is still there. Uh, I think Sage does not run because he knew there was something going on with Susie. And he's does like, Sage stop Elgin at all? <laughs> um, that's keep them from getting tangled Elgin. again. Elgin is avoiding Sage as well. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't think Sage stops Elgin because he's like. Uh, something will stop Elgin for me. We'll catch up. <laughs> <laughs> the thorns catch Elgin. <laughs> Just more, more pokes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he he does address Susie, and he says, uh, "Whatever it is, it's not really there." That snarl is turned on Sage, like she just whips her head around, and in a very rough voice just says, You don't know that. Yes, I do. He will show his face, and I will kill him. Well, until then, you're scaring Elgin. That makes her pause. And the hackles, like, lower and uh, as she blinks a few times. He very pointedly sweeps the flashlight around the clearing to show that Elgin is not there. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, he points the flashlight. They went that way. Uh, so, hold on, there was another bit to this. Give me a second. Uh, so what Susie loses here is she can't turn back. She tries. She mm. takes a second to try and turn back into herself, and she can't. Mm. She's stuck. Oh, no. <laughs> and she just oh, cusses no. again. She's like, fucking fuck. Oh, Shakes herself and, like, paws at her face, and then just just cusses. Because <laughs> sometimes that's all you can do is just go fucking fuck fuck. Well, at least it'll be easy to find Elgin. You got a good nose, right? Glares at Sage. <laughs> I, starts sniffing. I just have to say, this segs so perfectly into the sixth encounter as well. <laughs> it really does it? Does. It does. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> Especially because you get to start. Yep. Alright. <laughs> then uh, 
Now, I believe the last time uh, we had the player to our left, and it was a particular player. Uh, do we want to swap it around for it is the player to your right? Yeah, uh, and that'll be instead of the person below us, it'll be the person above us. Okay, I believe that's uh, for Elgin very fittingly makes it Susie. Yes. Um, all right. <laughs> The we sixth... didn't do this on purpose, and it's really great. It, it shook out like this. <laughs> Fortuitous. Uh-huh. The sixth encounter. You find something is chasing you, not just your guilt or your fear. You begin moving farther away, because whatever it is, you do not want it closer to you. But you still hear its footsteps, it crashing through the underbrush, and again you feel a cold shiver along your neck. You don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. Draw a card, react accordingly, and evaluate your actions. It is the player to your right. Move deeper into the woods. Um, and for Elgin, oh, that is the ten of clubs. You try to fight your way out, you pay for your violence. Alright, Elgin is just... Elgin is just running, dashing madcap through the trees. Uh, the branches are snapping at their face, trying to turn them back towards the predetermined path. The thorns are ripping at their already ripped jeans, but Elgin runs. Both because there is a huge wolf in the clearing that has eaten their friend, uh, but also because their other friend is a killer uh, who has taken too much toxic plant venom. And so Elgin runs because there is only one direction left and it is away from both of you. Uh, and as they do, the crashing behind them grows louder and louder and they realize the wolf is right on them. And uh, Elgin spins around and you see their sort of frail hands fly to fury uh, and they're kind of moonstruck face, just sharp in astonishment and aghast at your appearance. Um, and Elgin, you realize, is perched uh, on the edge of another one of those kind of ruts or ravines uh, that you fell into earlier. And as Elgin kind of realizes they're towed up, they uh, start, they, they stand their ground and they try to swing back at you. Um, and they, they do try to swing for your woven face, but they over, they vastly, uh, overcompensate for it. Um, and they trip and, uh, they fall several meters, uh, into this kind of rocky, uh, crevice in the forest. Uh, so, so hidden from the leaves, you would almost barely notice it was there. Um, and they catch themselves by kind of a, uh, a hanging root, um, and they, uh, yeah, they, they, they kind of dangle there. It's, it seems like, although it's very dark down there and, you know, it's at night, so it's difficult to see, there's a distant sound of trickling water, as though far below there is a stream. Um, and Elgin kind of uh, hangs there for a moment, and I think that's, uh, that's where we end their bit. Susie, as this was happening, 
try to like snap and grab onto some of Elgin's clothes. Mm. And instead of that actually working, just ended up tearing their shirt and just has a piece yeah. of Elgin's shirt in her uh, teeth. Oh. And she looks terrified. I and will, looks, looks down into the ravine. I'll toss in a little bit more then. They'd already lost their blazer. Uh, and you've essentially torn off uh, part of their t-shirt. Um, and when you kind of look through their chest, it's there, you get the momentary illusion that you're almost uh, looking into the ravine beyond it. Nobody. I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> and Susie, like, drops the piece of fabric and peers into the ravine and calls, like, Elgin, uh, Susie, you're alive. Yeah. Where are you? There's the um, wolf right above me. Uh, funny story about that. You're inside the wolf. No, well, kind of. I I am the wolf. Her ears are like pinned back, and she like yeah. ducks her head, in oh. that way that like Susie has done multiple times. I am never going camping! Yeah, probably... probably shouldn't. What? You are the wolf! Uh-huh. Are you... are you a wolf that pretends to be Susie, or are you Susie that is a wolf? I am Susie and I am a wolf. It's kind of a both at the same time kind of deal. Okay. Like being bisexual. Okay. I, I, can, I, I can understand that. Give me a moment to cope with your new identity. Oh, all right. Wolf. Wolf Susie. Yes. Wolf, wolves. Do you want me to find a really big branch for you to grab onto? Uh, I'm sure. I'm already grabbing onto one branch. Um, I... I, I'm well, this not... one I could like drag you out of the ravine with. Okay. Yeah, that... I'm very strong. Oh, that... I'm gonna go find that. Please don't let go. All right. Please don't eat anyone. I'm not gonna. I don't eat people. That's... <laughs> that tastes bad. That's actually very reass- reassuring right now. <laughs> and Susie like, um, kind of like does this thing where like she moves to like move away from the edge of the ravine, looks back. Goes to move away again, looks back, like, she's, like, unsure, like, doing that dance that sometimes dogs do when they don't know which direction they want to go. Before she's like, okay, I'm, I'm, uh, I'll be right back. And then she, like, goes, I'm gonna do my card. <laughs> Six of diamonds. Uh, again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm. Ooh. This is good. Oh, this is good. Hold on. Let me reread this really quick. <laughs> Susie moves away from the ravine to go look for a branch of some kind that's long enough to reach uh, Elgin without breaking. Mm. And she's, like, rooting around for it, pawing at some of, like, the deader-looking trees to see if she can't knock something down. And her ears go up as she hears someone moving closer through the brush and she still hears that like faint singing mm-hmm. excuse me 
she hears that faint singing and she hears something moving through the brush. But she keeps moving and tries to pretend that she doesn't hear it. Like it can't do anything to her because she's a wolf. Mm. She's of the woods. Whatever is here can't hurt her. But that's not how the woods work. (laughs) (laughs) But she's just believing as hard as she can that that is how the woods work. Um, And she finds a branch and as she like picks it up, the, the fun image of a wolf picking up a very, very, very large stick in its mouth <laughs> as she turns wax sage in the legs with it uh, I think sage doesn't respond and uh, like does not get knocked down and uh, doesn't even look like it hurts and uh, just continues to look at Susie pointing the flashlight at her she sort of there's a child screaming outside are you good <laughs> you good kiddo if nothing else you have fully worked for the job <laughs> <laughs> yeah god <laughs> um Susie like stares at Sage for a second before dropping the stick like bleh <laughs> <laughs> Sage, Elgin fell in a ravine. Sage continues to not say anything and to not move. Mm, Don't like that. (laughs) Can you help me? What does Sage smell like? (laughs) Is it different? Funny thing! (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Uh... Sage smells like tree sap. Oh, I hate that. Mm-hmm. I hate that. <laughs> Susie, like, goes still again, slowly picks up the stick without taking her eyes off of Sage, and then starts backing up, not taking her eyes off of Sage. And, uh, and then uh, makes a break for it, back to the ravine, to get Elgin out, Uh just kind of uh, shoves the branch down the ravine, holding onto one end of it, and the muffled, like, grab it, grab it, grab it. <laughs> As you uh, kind of crest the edge, you realize Elgin has probably been screaming this whole time, but you couldn't hear it. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, Elgin will very shakily, like, reach out from the current branch to try and grab the new one, and they almost fall, but they do grab onto it. Just... Does Eldrin weigh anything? Uh, about as much as, say, a block of paper. So you're probably okay. Goodness. <laughs> like, just... Uh, starts to pull as though Eldrin weighs more than they do, and just kind of yanks the branch out of the ravine. Elgin goes Stumbling flying backwards, <laughs> flying like a paperback novel through the air, and oh. uh, crashes into the leaves a little bit near the trees. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Re- like runs over, uh, 
to like see if Eldrin is okay. I I, I I'm all right. I, I'm I'm fine. It, where's Sage? Um, you mm, somewhere. <laughs> did, did did you eat him? No, no, no. Okay. I think the forest ate, ate him. He smells not right. Oh. And then, hey, so Dirk, what's Sage doing? <laughs> All right, so. That is a notorious laugh. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so good. Eight of clubs, you try to fight your way out. Violence. Violence. <laughs> and, um. Mm. So I think Sage uh, did not run after Susie when she ran to go find Elgin. Like, he followed mm. at a much more leisurely pace. <laughs> and, um,. Like, Susie's faster than him, obviously, so eventually, like, he sort of lost track of her, but he's like, it's it's chill, I'll just keep going, and, um, it'll be fine. And so, like, he just continues to walk for, like, a really long time, actually, uh, longer than he, like, expects to. Um, uh, but he's, you know, he, he just, he walks. He's like, it's fine. I will catch up with them later. I know how these woods work. And, um, he starts to hear, like, the footsteps behind him. And, like, he swings his flashlight to see who or what it is. And doesn't see anything. And, uh... It's just like, mm, imagining things, or maybe I heard Susie uh, echoing somewhere else. And, um, like, he, he keeps going, but uh, he keeps hearing the footsteps. And, um, he, like, finds himself along, like, a little river. Like, there's water flowing. He's like, okay. This is cool. Uh, not as much trees. Like, there's some moonlight up there. Like, it's cool. It's fine. It's cool. There are still footsteps behind him. <laughs> and, um, like, uh, finally he decides, you know what, fuck this. And starts to run. And, obviously, the footsteps keep pace with him. And he's like, hmm. We do. Um. Uh. I think what he does is, um. Like, he intentionally scratches his hand on, like, passing, you know. Because, uh, like, I feel like this, um, river is, like, at the bottom of a cliff sort of thing. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, did so, you end up at the bottom of the ravine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's walking through the bottom of the ravine where the river is. Oh. And, um, uh, like, so, like, he intentionally, 
like scratches himself and is like, okay, you know what, you eldritch motherfucker. And he turns around and like, there is Elgin just there standing behind him. Uh, not looking nervous. In fact, looking rather like he did when they started this. And he's like, oh, I know what you are, motherfucker. And, um, like, he takes a swing and he's stronger than he should be. And, um, there is the sound of, um, I think Elgin can, like, below him hear the sound of, like, something hitting wood really, really hard. <laughs> um, like, if a person was able to, like, punch chunks off of a tree, like, off the trunk mm. of a tree, that is what it sounds like. It sounds heavy and very hard and might possibly be the reason why they were screaming. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, like, like, fucking Sage has just, like, a whole fucking, like, knockdown drag out with whatever the fuck this is. And then, um, like, or at least he attempts to, because mm. he's fighting a fucking tree. And, um, right about when, um, Susie says, you know, I, I think the forest ate, uh, Sage. Uh, what happens to Sage is, like, a hole opens up under him, oh. and, um, right when Susie says that, yeah. like, a hole opens up nearby her and mm -hmm. Elgin, and, like, yep. it spits, uh, Sage out of it, and it spits him up real high. He goes up... Oh at, no. At least 15, 20 feet. Jesus. <laughs> and um, he falls down and he lands hard. Something crunches. But it's like the sounds of wood crunching. No. It, no, it's bone crunching? It's bone crunching. It's, Ugh, gross. I know. Uh, it's the sound of bone crunching, and Susie can smell like human regular blood. And, like, Sage is, um, on the ground, like, he fell half on top of the fucking flashlight, and he's got bloodied up knuckles, uh, and he is groaning and in pain. Susie very warily, standing in front of Elgin. Sage, how did you get into the ravine? How did you get up here? You fell out of it. Sissy, like, takes a few steps. Sniff, sniff. Mm. Sniff. <laughs> and, um, and then... don't, don't be afraid. That's not a real wolf. It's Susie. Yes, I know, Elgin. Okay. Finally, like, steps close enough to Sage and just, like... Staring him in the face, like, did you do something stupid? And, uh, he, like, slowly sits up 
and um, one of his arms is at just a real bad angle. And uh, he just yeah, like you did something stupid. It made sense at the time. It sounded like you were punching a tree. Mm-hmm. It made sense at the time. Mm-hmm. And get up, get up. We need to keep moving. Yeah, yeah, one second. He, like, pulls at his arm, and there's more crunching, and he makes a pain noise. (laughs) Susie's ears go back, and she, like, makes a face. It's like when cats make, like, stink face, but it's a dog. (laughs) Don't don't worry. Susie has antiseptic. It'll be Uh, all right. Antiseptic's not gonna fix that. It, It won't? No... Oh. Elgin, can you can you get the flashlight? To... Okay. Oh, oh, of, of, of course. Elgin uh, goes over to pick up the flashlight. Um, and at first, it might seem as though they were just flashing it around, but they haven't moved it yet. And uh, there is a flashing of light deeper in the woods, kind of along the uh, edge of this ravine where it spirals off into the trees. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, I've got the light, everyone. Don't worry. God. (laughs) Susie. Just. Susie is in in a state where she's not sure if she should be panicking or just compartmentalize everything and shove it deep down inside so that they can get through this. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Alright, so, Sage, um... Is your arm working? No, Elgin, my arm is not working. That's why I need you to hold the flashlight. And, like, Sage gets up, and uh, his arm just sort of hangs. And it's not at a weird angle anymore, at least. Uh, But he's like... Uh, he points with his good arm. We should probably go that way. Uh, okay. Uh, Wolf Susie, are you, are you, are you good? Uh, yeah, do you... I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, I've never had any pets, so I don't know if, if you need anything. I'm alright, I promise. Thank you. Just, just say if you need anything. If anybody needs to lean on me for support, because she is huge. <laughs> oh, Sage, uh, you can you can lean on Susie for support for your arm. Nah, I'm I'm fine, and like Sage like starts heading off in that direction. Okay. <laughs> Indeed, so and Susie follows close behind, making sure that Elgin is also coming. Elgin will follow close behind the giant wolf as well. And just a little <laughs> a little bookkeeping as we move into the seventh thing. Uh, at the end of this one, I believe, uh, instead of our normal draw card and react, uh, we get our king, queen, or jack. Um, so I've, mm-hmm. I believe we had uh, done a heart as queens, spade as jacks, and uh, diamond as king. Uh, there's also a second card there if you don't, if you get a club on your first draw. All right, so seventh in- the seventh encounter 
You are deep among the trees now. The darkness is oppressive, the atmosphere choking you. Your guilt weighs you down to the ground, and your fear makes every movement shaky. And as you move along, you are alone. Just you and the trees. Before you is a large tree, gnarled and ancient and filled with hatred. It's holding something out to you. Something just for you. It is your item that you lost previously, and through the fright you feel a bit of relief. You reach out to grab it, and something grabs you back. So I think what ends up happening is like we're all walking together, but as we're walking, it's as though everything around us fades out so that we're separated. Yeah. (laughs) Like the darkness, like we're passing through the trees, but then like doesn't matter how close we are, darkness seems to just obscure and push away everything else and fills the space with trees. And each of us come to this large tree, but we are in this space alone. Yeah. Yeah. Susie sees her coin, and it's an old coin. It's not American. It's not, like, European. It's an old coin that's been... the Anything that was on it has been worn away. And she, in this moment, is human. Like, she was a wolf and then passes by a tree into this space where the large tree is and she's human. And Mm -hmm. she reaches to grab for the coin. And what grabs her back as she reaches for this coin is the arm of a man. And then it cuts to Dirk. Cuts to, to Sage. Wait, you still have to draw your card. I'm going to do it after we each describe these scenes. I love that. That's good. I like that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I think um, Sage uh, continues uh, walking down, uh, like, walking along the path, and, like, the darkness starts to close in, and then it is this enormous tree full of hatred with his medallion hanging by the leather uh, strap from it. And uh, he goes, uh, he just like trudges over very annoyed and snatches it off the branch and he opens it up and inside of the medallion there are mirrors like a compact except Mm. they've got unusual symbols uh that seem to be under the surface and um he opens it up and he's checking it and um uh what grabs him is uh like he gets grabbed by several pairs of hands and he looks up and there's uh, you know uh like uh, there there's several people all in their you know mid 20s ish and um most attractive and all of them pissed <laughs> 
cut to Elgin. Okay. Um, as Elgin goes, they find their footsteps shuddering over rocks and kind of kicking away loose gravel. And at some point, um, kind of a passing branch uh, seems to snag the flashlight from their hands. Um, and they are, for a moment, just almost sliding down into darkness. Um, and as Elgin steps into some pale uh, reflection of the moonlight, uh, they find that their own version of this tree, this uh, gnarled old piece of wood, it is cloven in half. Uh, and there is a stream that is flowing out from the middle of it. And all around them are these huge rock walls that are rising up into this very narrow opening at the top uh, that forms the ravine. Um, and there is one piece of light, one piece of shining structure in this clearing. And it is a little reflective piece of yellow cloth, uh, almost like a high visibility vest uh, that is gleaming um, at the roots of the tree. Uh, flashing beneath the water. And uh, Alton says, Oh, there you are. And stumbles forward. Um, and as they do, they, uh, they reach down to grab the piece of cloth and notice that beneath it, uh, the rock that it seemed to be resting on uh, is a white, pale color. And as they pick up the piece of cloth, they realize a pair of dark eye sockets are staring back. And then two hands reach out to grab Elgin from behind. Um, and that's where we leave them. <laughs> it's time to escape. Mm -hmm. Take the removed jacks, kings, and queens. Shuffle them. Draw a card, but do not look at it yet. Describe your attempt to escape from the woods. Once oh. you have narrated your escape from your trees, ignoring the call, leaving the woods, and returning to your home with your comforting item and your deadly secret, look at your card. Okay. Susie's... Susie... kicks out. She kicks at this person that she assumes is there because... As she's kicking, she's wrenching herself away, and she runs. And as she passes out of where this tree is, she's a wolf again, and she is running. Ooh. And as fast as she can. She's running past... I've got to look at my fucking shit so I can make this sound good. <laughs> she's running past her desirous trees that want to hold on to her and make her a proper part of this forest ignoring the singing call of other wolves leaving the hungry woods that want her to give them what they need returning to her warm home with her coin and her secret spades that, what did we say spades was again that is the jack okay yep. <laughs> the jack you get out but something follows you home describe it things to ask as you live with a shadow at your back what did oh, i bring back oh. how can i protect myself from this 
Is there something I must do about my secret to banish it? Will this thing pull me back into the woods? What follows Susie out is a pack of wolves. And they stay at the edge of the woods, watching her. Watching her as she works in her garden. Watching her as she comes home from getting her groceries. Watching her as she leaves to go to work. Watching her as she watches them from her window at night. Mm -hmm. And And she doesn't go into the woods. She... The wolves do not come from out of the wolves, and she doesn't go into the woods. She stops going camping. Her neighbors start hearing odd sounds every month, but nobody thinks to investigate. Susie's always been so kind. (laughs) There's nothing that she can do about her secret to banish this. And if she's not careful, that song will pull her right back into the woods. And every time you shine a light out there, there's the animal shine of a horde of eyes looking back at you. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. She keeps her back porch light turned off. <laughs> Used to be on all the time. Now it's off. Oh no. Mm-hmm. All right. Is it my turn or Williams? Right. It's I yours, think, uh, and then it'll be yeah. Williams. Yeah. Okay. We let Williams go last. We get Williams. William go last. Okay, so that is a diamond, but it also is legitimately a jack. Which do we want to do? I'm in that case. Uh, jack is a jack. Uh, diamond would be the king. So I get. I think you get to choose. Do you want to bring something back or the other option? <laughs> Perfect. I know, right? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the king. You have failed the trees swallow you whole uh oh uh, so how does how does um right right I, I know so yeah uh uh so um sage does try to escape from the woods uh he sees all of these people around and we see his face get hard and stern and um uh he uh basically uh he bites his tongue and spits a uh, bloody spit onto the mirror uh onto the mirrors inside the medallion and snaps it shut and there is a flash of light and uh a sort of um percussive sensation that's not quite a noise and um then he uh just walks out at least that's what he tries to do he tries to uh he walks through you know the back of the malignant trees they don't like him uh because he has buried so many bodies underneath them. Uh, they are not pleased. He ignores the sight of things moving in the trees. He knows now. Uh, those are the trees. Those are the ghosts. And he can ignore them. And, uh, But the woods are vast. And he wants to return to 
you know, his very sturdy and stable home uh, with his medallion and his deadly secret. But, um, he, he keeps walking. Uh, he doesn't find the end of the trees. He walks and he walks and sometimes he sits and rests, but he walks until one day he stands up and his body doesn't come with him. He keeps walking though. And uh, who will miss him? now that he's gone um people who didn't know people who had fun at his barbecues and at his parties and thought that he was um you know the nice guy he seemed to be uh his hodgepodge of spiritual beliefs didn't save him because he knew what he was doing and um he never pretended he didn't know and uh this is absolutely punishment for his secret he deserves it and um the spirit of sage will wander the woods for an eternity he will wander without light without company and without any ability to harm anyone ever again. God. I think overnight almost his house is overtaken by poison ivy. Like the thick, sturdy branches of poison ivy that can take over trees. Mm. That's too good. Wow. <laughs> So how does Elgin try to escape? Elgin screams for a moment, um, still holding this piece of fabric, and turns around, and there, standing over the river with them, is a short, ruddy-faced, perfectly normal-looking person in a high-visibility yellow vest, and uh, it's a little bit torn up and dirty, as if it's seen a lot of use. Uh, and he's got a big flashlight uh, kind of held in one hand. Um, and he looks up at Elgin. And uh, he says, Well, that, uh, that, that took long enough. I thought I'd find you here. And uh, Elgin looks back at them. And Elgin realizes that these lights they've been seeing uh, are the exact same color as the bulb of this uh, flashlight that's been sweeping the trees. Oh, Lucas, I should have known it was you. I, I don't know how to properly express to you how sorry I am. You've got nothing to be sorry for, Algin. I'm, I'm glad to see you. Right. I, I've, I've, I've got lots to be sorry for. I've got so much 
to be sorry for. I should have said something to you. When you asked me, I, sh I should have, I should have said something. I mean, you didn't have to say anything, but uh, not, not running into the woods would, <laughs> would have been preferable. Um, you know, I, I wasn't. It's not like I was asking you to marry me or anything. I, I know, but I didn't. I didn't know what to say. And I, I didn't. I wasn't. I don't think I would have said no, but I, I didn't stick around long enough to find out. And I am so sorry that I ran, and I'm so sorry that I came out of the woods alone, and I'm so sorry you're gone. Elgin. Elgin, I'm not the one who's dead. What? Elgin, you ran away, and you didn't come back. And at first I thought you'd be gone for a couple of hours, and even though I looked for you, I, I couldn't find you. I thought you'd gone home. So I went to your home, and you weren't there. Uh, and so the police looked for you too, but this forest, it's full of these ravines you, you've seen, and uh, I... I, they couldn't find you. And after a couple of weeks, they just uh, put up the missing persons posters all over town at the library, at the stores, and they, they called it a day. But I couldn't, I couldn't leave you here, Elgin. I couldn't call it a day. So I've been out here uh, 12, 14 hours most days looking for you. And uh, I should have known it was uh, this ravine. You can barely... You can barely see the light from up here. I don't know how you fell down here at all, but uh, I guess there you are. And uh, Elgin looks down and uh, kind of next to the skull in the water flowing, uh, there's a tattered plaid uh, blazer and uh, kind of a ripped pair of jeans uh, wrapped around what remains of Elgin Callows. Oh, is that why my apartment's so empty? Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that would be it. And, oh, and the, the reason I haven't seen you around or anything is because, yeah, I've, I've been out here looking for you. And hey, I, I, I found you in a, in a way, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see you. Okay, this is a lot to take in. Okay. And uh, Lucas steps up to Elgin and uh, takes Elgin's almost transparent paper hand in his and says, Elgin? I don't know what comes next, but it's okay. And whatever happens, we'll do it together. Okay? Can can I ask you for that? And uh, Elgin nods. Yes. Yes, 
The answer was yes, and it is yes. And I'll go with you. And uh, I'll flip my card. That is the spades. That's honestly, that's real good. Yeah. That's real good for this. I told you. That's real good. <laughs> Shut good. up on our oh. own heckin' podcasts. Listen, we all described some pretty good things here. Yeah. William just has, like, the voice for it. <laughs> you get out, but something follows you home. Describe it. <laughs> Things to ask as you live with a shadow at your back. What did I bring back? How can I protect myself from this? And is there something I must do about my secret to banish it? And will this thing pull me back into the woods? Um, And I think the one that we follow as we sort of switch to the forest entrance uh, is not Elgin, but it is Lucas. Uh, And he tromps out of the woods in his uh, little reflective vest, uh, with his huge flashlight tucked under his arm. Uh, and beside him, almost just a trace in the moonlight, uh, perfectly at ease, is Elgin. And Lucas comes home. And for Sophia, who is sitting at the table, uh, kind of with a, a tear-stained face, uh, she looks up and uh, remarks that he's home early. Uh, And he goes over and hugs her and tells her that, uh, you know, he's going to be around now for her and for their mom um, and that he's he's done searching. And she doesn't ask anything more about it because if she questions it, she fears that it'll undo whatever uh, fragile conclusion he's come to. And she does not see Elgin standing in the door like a shadow. Barely anyone has seen Elgin these many months. Uh, You know, Susie with her kind of otherworldly eyes and Sage uh, with his secrets have been able to see Elgin a little, but for the most part, Elgin has barely been noticed. And Elgin continues to barely be noticed by most. and even Sophia will only see sometimes a shadow or a pale reflection in the glass, and she'll blink it away as though it was nothing. But for Lucas, uh, he knows that Elgin is there. And um, even though their time together is a little bit different than it might have been, uh, he has a happy life. And eventually, Elgin does pull him back into the woods uh, 60 years down the line and uh, Lucas and Elgin do not return and that is the end of them that's so good it is (laughs) (laughs) I'm just imagining Elgin and Susie visiting each other oh yeah yeah, like Elgin comes and like just kind of hangs out in her garden and helps her like ignore the wolves standing at the edge of the woods. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think Lucas is surprised that you can see Elgin because most uh, most don't notice he's there. She just kind of smiles and it's sharp. And so I have, I have, uh, I'm a little different from other people. 
I think Lucas would smile and say, well, I, uh, I'm, I'm used to a little different. <laughs> and uh, I think in low of Sage's barbecues, which Elgin would finally have been ready to attend, but no longer gets the chance. I think it's covered it, in poison ivy. <laughs> uh, it appears Sage has moved out. And, uh, and so I think they'll frequent Susie's a little more and uh, go for tea sometimes. And uh, try and... Oh, yes. Susie definitely has tea. (laughs) (laughs) Try and uh, make her feel a little bit less alone uh, than she used to be before. Oh. Oh, they're friends. It's good. They're friends. (laughs) It's very good. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, this is a good game. (laughs) Oh, we've gone almost an hour over time. (laughs) Oh, man. The, I didn't even notice. The end. The ending for Sage was so good. Oh my goodness. Uh, honestly, it's so good. Oh. El- Elgin wasn't there, but it was just like I knew it. Something was up. Oh. El- so good. Yeah, Sage is like five hundred percent a murderer. Like his first victims oh, no. were like. Hit- uh, I was thinking about this right before we started. That's why I changed everything all of a sudden. But, um, like, his first victim was, like, his first girlfriend's husband. And then she married him. But she was, like, way older than him. And she wanted her husband's magic medallion. And, uh, then Sage found out about it. And he was like, well, I've already killed one person, so might as well kill another. <laughs> Because you'll notice when I talked about everything Sage does, I did not mention what kind of work he does. Because he doesn't. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Susie got turned by turned into a werewolf by a uh, bad person mm. who did not like the fact that she was a trans woman. Uh, and was like, you know, bad things. We're yeah. not going to get into it. That's bad. Traumatizing. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And she's not. That's why she doesn't have a pack and she lives alone. Oh. Yeah. Well, she I heard. She deserves her, a pack. Her pack is uh, waiting for her at the edge of the woods now, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> but, she's uh, trying real hard to ignore him. <laughs> you know, if, if nothing else, she, she has a pack of three now in town. Mm hmm. And I'm sure for uh, the Lucas and Sophia household, then uh, she'll she'll be welcome there anytime. Mm-hmm. This is a good fucking so this game. Has been, this is a good game. This has been Los Arboles by uh, Mercedes Acosta. Uh, you can get it on uh, itch.io at mcacosta.itch.io forward slash los dash arboles. It'll be linked in the description. Uh, it's real good. And it's only like uh, seven dollars, right? It's only seven dollars. It's it's good. Like that's all I got. It's, good. <laughs> it's so good. And it comes with it comes with the game, and it comes with like character play sheets that you can like print and fill out. It's good. Uh, Amazing. No, this has been a uh, a delightful game, and yeah. thank you to both of you for inviting me on the show, and also for coming up with such uh, amazing characters for this uh, yeah. for this adventure. Yeah. So I've been Izzy. Uh, again, you can find me on Twitter at the Sean Deer. 
you can find uh, Hope's Hearth at Hope's Hearth Pod. Um, donate to our coffee, please. <laughs> <laughs> We're paying completely out of pocket for all of our hosting right now. Um, with me has been Dirk. Hey, I have and continue to be Dirk. Uh, you can find me at Hope's Hearth Pod on Twitter. Or for the over 18 stuff, you can find me at PF underscore Diva on Twitter. And finally, the absolutely amazing uh, William A. Wellman. Well, thank you. Uh, yes, I'm William. You can find me personally on social media at William A. Wellman. Um, or you can just look up uh, The Hallowitz on social media and uh, find a show there. Definitely listen to Hello from the Hallowoods. It's a very, very good queer horror fiction podcast. If you took the um, time to listen through close to three hours of spooky wood shenanigans, then you may find that Hello from the Hallowoods is a, uh, a pretty yes. close interest <laughs> for you. Right, and there's like 40 episodes of that. Yeah. And there's Indeed. old gay couples. There's oh, two, we love them so much. There's two we old really gay do. couples, and one of them is a new couple. This is what I tell people, William, every time I pitch <laughs> Hello from the Hollowoods. I'm like, there's two old gay couples, and one of them is a new old gay couple. You never see that. It's amazing. I'm so glad <laughs> that out of all the sort of horror tropes and foresty things yeah. and various things about the podcast, I'm so glad that that's the highlight that stands out. <laughs> The gay. It's the gay. <laughs> Hallowitz is, like, weirdly wholesome, and that uh, that is part of the reason why I love it. All of the characters are amazing, and, uh, like, I'm gonna stop being embarrassing right now, but... <laughs> you can't be... Listen, you're not embarrassing, because literally every time William puts out an episode, the entire server goes bonkers. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I, uh... Every every week, there's either a demand for another character or just collective tears from the fandom. That's, yep. uh, thank you yep. so much for tuning in. Yeah. All right. So. And uh, you know, mark we... there. <laughs> the bingo cards of what's happening. Doing the red string. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so we love you guys. Stay safe. Uh, go home. Stay home fucking vaccinated oh my god <laughs> wear your fucking mask <laughs> oh please uh bye bye farewell <laughs> howdy 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 amber's not here so i have to do it <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Hope's Hearth Pod and basically anywhere else under the same name. Please feel free to join our Discord, linked in the description below. Theme music is provided by Brian at Roomware Pod on Twitter, as well as from Zapsplat and freesound.org. We love you. Stay safe. Go home and stay home. And finally, we have one last thing. Here's the trailer for Hello from the Hallowoods. Enjoy! You're having that dream again. You know the one. You're walking into a forest of black pines, and above you the stars burn with strange green light. We missed you while you were gone. I am your nightmarish host, Nicky Nick, and once a week I welcome you to Hello from the Hallowoods, a queer horror podcast that follows LGBTQ plus characters as they do their best to survive in the forest at the end of the world. You're going to meet some lovely people, including a non-binary Frankenstein's monster, a transgender ghost, and other horror tropes twisted in surprising ways. Through a series of scattered moments, I'll piece together one larger story for you, a picture of diverse humans in their final days. You can find Hello from the Hallowoods wherever you listen to podcasts or at www.hellofromthehallowoods.com. And remember, if you hear music in the forest, run. <laughs>